Amen, everybody. Praise God for that. Amen. Y'all need Jesus? Go in peace. That's <laughs> all I got to say after that music, as good as that was. Um, I just got to tell you, it's laid on my heart this morning to tell everybody how blessed we are at Pine Valley to have this music and worship team, our traditional service, our choirs, our Thursday night service happening now with the gospel music uh, that's happening on Thursday nights, and our ushers, and our greeters, and our tech team, the ones behind the scenes making the live stream happen to people that need to hear the message, and they're, you know, getting it out to the regular TV on WECT. Without those servant hearts, we could not accomplish the mission of Christ that, like we are doing right now at Pine Valley. So give, just praise God again for all the volunteers that... As Pastor Barry, as we've heard before, is we get to minister here, and we are blessed. Um, the little short video you just saw, just so you know, uh, is a reminder that next week is Pentecost. And as we celebrate Pentecost, we invite everybody to wear red as we celebrate the Holy Spirit filling the house. So that is next week, next Sunday, but also we will celebrate that on Thursday night as well. If you have not made it to a Thursday night gospel service yet, it is incredible. The Spirit is moving it's growing every week, and it's a great opportunity. You'll hear the same message typically on Thursday night that you do on the, the coming Sunday morning. Um, but, you know, if you're out of town or uh, you just want to hit both times, hit both service and listen to different music. We've got all sorts of different ones that you can listen to. But this morning, as we wrap up the Easter Effect sermon series, I'm going to be reading from Acts 28 verses 1 through 9. So you can follow along in your Bible or on the church app if you have it. If you've not done that yet, Pine Valley, we have our little app that you can access the Bible anytime you want. If you cannot find it or need help with it, see me or Miss Amy at the door or contact us at the church office during the week and we can help you get that on your phone. Acts 28, verses 1 through 9. Now when they had escaped... Then they found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. And Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you for this day and the opportunity that we have to get together and gather as a people 
and listen for your word, God. God, I pray that you just use a message. Use the message of music, sermon, prayer. Use it all, Lord, to send your Holy Spirit down into this house and those watching online that you may touch a life, especially those that have not heard your voice yet. And now, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my dearest Lord Jesus, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we just uh, celebrated Easter, it seems like, right? It seems like it just happened. As we wrap up this sermon series today, we're still talking about the Easter effect today, and we, uh, we started on Easter Sunday with the resurrection, and right after that, uh, Pastor Kim preached on what's next after the resur- uh, resurrection, and then Immediately following that, we started talking about Mary of Magdala, uh, Peter, James, John, and all these people that had this uh, profound effect from Jesus on their life, but not just while he was on the earth, but after the resurrection. And that's where we dig into the Easter effect. And as we talk about uh, the Easter effect today, we're going to talk about Paul. Now, if you don't know who Paul is in the New Testament, I invite everybody to go back and read and study the book of Acts. Incredible story through the book of Acts. Uh, Just a short clip here. So there was Saul who was persecuting Christians to the point where Saul was actually said in the scriptures of pulling men, women, and children out of their homes and persecuting them. And then on the road to Damascus, which you've probably heard of that story before, on the road to Damascus, Jesus appears to him. Uh, strikes him down with blindness and starts speaking to him. And Paul has this incredible conversion experience. But when we talk about the Easter effect and specifically to this scripture, we have to ask the question of how do we think Paul was affected by the Easter story? How did Jesus affect Paul's life in his ministry from that point forward? And the New Testament Um, especially Acts, but the whole New Testament is full of incredible writings and uh, just all sorts of stories about Paul and what he's done. And Pastor Barry's, um, we hear Pastor Barry all the time shares a lot from Romans, and I know he loves Romans, and when he starts speaking about it, he gets passionate about it. And so I wanted to share just one with you this morning as we move forward, and it's from Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Called according to whose purpose? Whose purpose? That's right, God and his purpose. And when I say this, um, when we're called to his purpose, the scripture means a lot. And it kind of tells us that Paul really got it. So when we talk about God's purpose this morning and the Easter effect, it's important for us to realize that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter your current circumstance. You may be going through an easy time. It may be a really hard time for you right now. Um, God has a purpose for you. And what I tell the kids all the time, especially they, they're at a point in their life where their spiritual maturity is developing. We all are, quite frankly, until we see Jesus. But I tell them all the time, you are created with a purpose. You may not know exactly what it is at the exact right time, but I can assure you God has a purpose in your life. There is a reason you're here. There's a reason you're seated right here right now. And I tell him I know he has a purpose because he believes in you. 
I tell the kids all the time that God believes in you that you can accomplish anything through his work. And he believes in you because he created you. Everybody in this room watching online, you were created with a purpose. There was, another, there was never a person before you just like you, and there will never be another person like you. God created you in his likeness and in his image. Amen. So today, as we look back at a couple things, there's two major things that I want us to look at, and they're just as relevant now as they were 2,000 years ago. The first one I want to share with you is doing good is not easy. Doing good is not easy. When I say doing good, I mean God's work. If we're doing God's work, I didn't even say it's not easy sometimes. It's just not easy. Think of Paul in this text. Paul is a prisoner still in this text that I just shared. He's on a ship and he's on his way to Rome. They come across a storm, and actually in this storm it says uh, that the storm was so bad in uh, two chapters before this that was they had not seen the sun nor the stars for days. And being a people of southeastern North Carolina, we've seen that through hurricane season, amen? There's days where we go and we don't see the sun, we don't see the stars, and quite frankly, you might feel like that in your life sometimes. Maybe you're sitting in here this morning or watching this message some other time, And you think, I'm in a storm right now. Or I might be stuck on an island, which is where they're about to be. Or maybe I'm just hanging on by a thread. And then I'll go ahead and tell you, I made a really bad analogy Thursday night when I was talking about this in the sermon. I said, you may feel like you're running on empty. (laughs) It actually actually worked out because... um, Probably every preacher in the U.S. today has got some sort of gasoline analogy in their sermon, but um, he knew everything was going to be okay. It actually said in chapter 27 that all the people on the boat before they wrecked had abandoned hope as they were about to be stuck on this island. But Paul was reassured by a visiting angel that everything would be fine. So Paul knew his purpose. He knew they would be fine. And then they wreck on the island. And it actually says all 276 people on board were saved. Look at verse 1 through 3 again. Now when they had escaped, then they found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire... A viper came out because of the heat and fastened onto his hand. So the serpent was asleep. And like reptiles do, snakes do, when it's cold and rainy, they go dormant, they sleep. So this fire probably awoken the snake a little bit. And actually the translation in the New King James Version says it fastened to his hand. I want to see something here. Who in here has ever been bitten by a snake? Raise your hands here. I see a couple. The first service, we didn't have any. And then Thursday night, the only other person that raised their hand was my dad. And so we've both been bitten by a snake. So I told everybody they need to pray for us extra hard. But we, the reason I'm telling you this, I used to work at the aquarium when I was in college. And so I did like an internship. I was there for pretty much the whole summer. And part of my internship was I got to feed a lot of the animals and take care of them. And... (laughs) One time I was feeding one of the snakes. 
hand down in the tank, and no, I was not dumb enough to put it in the venomous tank. This was the non-venomous. I put my hand in there, and the snake reacted, did not like it, gets a hold of my wrist. The reason I'm telling you that, though, it struck and went back. And the time that it happened to my father, the same thing. They, they strike and they release because they're scared. This serpent, on the other hand, it says it actually fastened to his hand. Look at verse 4. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. And this is what I mean by doing good is not easy. He was showing the love of God, gathering wood. I mean, it's a simple act. He's gathering wood to keep the fire going, to keep the people around him dry and warm. And it doesn't say the people rushed to his aid to help him. It says they stepped back and they grumbled to one another and did not offer help. But something that he could have gotten really upset about, Paul said, I'm going to show them something. This is when he begins to show off God because he takes the snake that is fastened to his hand. And in verse 5, it says, he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. So sometimes what this scripture is telling us, you have to let some things go. Sometimes you got to just shake it off. And I was joking around the other night about us doing the Taylor Swift shake it off dance up here. But then I was like, no, nah, I better not do that. We'll leave the dancing to Pastor Kim up here. But my question for you is, if you have something fastened to your hand, I want you to ask yourself a question today, or maybe when you get home this afternoon, what serpent is trying to attach itself or what's trying to attack you right now? It could be some sort of chain of I don't know, addiction or depression or anxiety or anything else that is attacking your life. And when I say that, it's attacking your life in a way that is affecting your relationship with Jesus Christ and God Almighty. If something is attacking you in that way, that is what Paul is saying. You have to shake off those things and rely on God. And y'all, there's a lot of people here in the last 12 months in our town, in our communities, in our homes that need extra help and support shaking things off. And just as Paul knew it's not easy to do good, the other thing I want to share with you is that opportunities come out of expectations. Opportunities come out of expectations. Look at verse 6. However, when they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead, but after they had looked for a long time, and saw no harm come to him. So they changed their minds and said he was a God. Now it's important to realize in that scripture, that's a little G. They did not say he was God. He was witnessing to these people. And it was a lot of, it's probably the first time that the majority, if not all of them on this island had even heard about God and Jesus. But Paul says, remember what it just said. They were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly die. Opportunities come out of expectations. What I mean by that is they, people, were expecting him to have a problem. And instead of Paul getting upset about it and being offended by it, Paul took that expectation that all the other people had and he used it as an opportunity to witness to the people on the island. When people are expecting things out of you, 
Sometimes you have to share in a way that maybe they don't really know what's about to happen. And just hang with me just a minute. We're going to get there in just a minute, and you're going to see what I mean here. But Paul used that opportunity to show this entire island what it means to have the strength and the love and the joy and the confidence in Jesus Christ. And this is my favorite part. In verse 7, and this wraps it up. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him, and Paul healed him. So when this was done, the rest of the island who had diseases also came and were healed. When we talk about the Easter effect, as you move forward into the coming weeks, and we remember what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross and was resurrected at Easter. Think about this scripture. Three days. Paul was in the estate of the people for three days. After three days, after three days of being inside, Paul sees the sick. Paul goes to the sick and Paul prays for the man. After that three days, the very hand that the serpent was latched onto, he used to heal somebody. You can be attacked all you want and through the faith and the healing touch of Jesus Christ, you can heal and disciple to others. And there was another one as we talk about the Easter effect, when we talk about three days, we remember Jesus. Jesus went into a home for three days, but it was a temporary home. And in this temporary home, Jesus went in for three days. And just like the serpent tried to attack Paul, death tried to attack Jesus. Death tried to latch on and fasten to Jesus Christ. And Jesus takes the expectation of the others. Think about the expectations of everybody around that story at that time. All the people outside the tomb, everybody. We don't know what they were feeling. We know that they may have been scared. They were unsure. They didn't know what was going to happen once he was in the tomb. And Jesus takes that expectation of everybody else and he turns it into an opportunity when he's resurrected on Easter Sunday and he comes out of the tomb and he shares with everybody else I have an opportunity for you. And it's not the opportunity of a lifetime. It's the opportunity of an eternity in Jesus Christ. And that is what we as disciples are called to do. We are called to be disciples who make disciples, just like Paul did. So my prayer for everybody here or everybody watching online, let the Easter effect move into the rest of the year. And let us go out and witness to our communities, our home, our congregations, our churches. Let us go out and let the Easter effect 
spread the love of Jesus Christ because that is what we are called to do. Amen? Will you pray with me? Lord God Almighty, Lord, I don't know who needs that healing touch, God. I know we all need some sort of healing touch, every single one of us. God, we just ask you to talk to people today, Lord. Talk to their hearts, talk to their minds, and talk to their souls. Lord, let the Easter effect start with us. Let us leave this congregation. Let us leave our homes or wherever we're watching this message online, God. Let us just go out into the world and share with one another that there's a love of Jesus that just accomplishes everything that we can imagine. The opportunity for an eternity beside you, Lord. God, I don't know if this is somebody's first time hearing your voice. And if it is, God, I just invite them to say the prayer to themselves and God of that I am a sinner, I have messed up, and I am dedicating my life to you now, God. We are all saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us walk in that faith as we move forward this week and those days beyond. In your name we pray. Amen.